Bidzy Small Business Society number 182. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Hey guys, quick message to let you know I've teamed up with Audible and I wanted to give you the opportunity to try their platform free for 30 days. And along with that 30-day free trial is a free audiobook download from a library of over 180,000 titles. I recently listened to Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek and you'll find other audiobooks from great entrepreneurs like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Robert Kiyosaki, as well as tons of other nonfiction and fiction authors. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy, B-I-D-S-Y. Try it free for 30 days. There's no obligation. You've got nothing to lose and a free audiobook download to gain. That's at audibletrial.com forward slash Bidzy. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Welcome to another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today I am talking to Andy Perdue. Andy is an author, wine reviewer and judge, and publisher at Great Northwest Wine. He's worked for many newspapers and still contributes regularly to various publications as well as collaborating on several books. In 2015, Andy was named the Honorary Chair of the Auction of Washington Wines. I hope we can all learn about Andy's unique entrepreneurial journey today, and yes, a little about wine too. Welcome Andy, can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Well, uh, I I grew up here in the Pacific Northwest, and I've lived here pretty much my whole life. Uh, I was uh, born and raised just west of Seattle, out on the Olympic Peninsula, and um, I guess in a roundabout way became a uh, journalist. My my parents were uh, journalists. Uh, My dad was a newspaper man for 40 years, and his dad was a newspaper man for 40 years, and my parents met in journalism uh, class in college. Wow. <laughs> Quite the pedigree up, there. Yeah. I ended up marrying a reporter. Uh, so it's uh, – uh, my daughter's even getting into it now. She's been uh, – she's only 12, and she's already been published in, in several oh, wow. papers. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, um, uh, it's been a fun journey the last uh, 30 years of uh, working in newspapers. Obviously, and wine is involved to some degree here, or to a large degree. So I want you to take us back, Andy. What happened or what was happening around you that you saw as an opportunity to first make a living by writing about wine and second, to launch and monetize Great Northwest Wine? Well, uh, if I can go back a little bit in time, uh, when I I got a job uh, pretty much straight out of college at uh, a newspaper in eastern Washington called the Tri-City Herald, and uh, little did I know when I took the job that it was uh, right in the heart of Washington wine country. And uh, uh, after about uh, a year or so, I became the food editor, so I was, I was uh, running the food section, and that meant that I was editing the wine columnist. And so I spent a fair bit of time chatting with him about, you know, is this really how you spell Gewurztraminer? 
you know, questions about this or that that he was writing about. And uh, as a result, um, that kind of sparked my interest in wine. And then when my wife and I got married and her folks would come up and visit from Portland, uh, we'd be looking for something to do. So we'd take them wine touring uh, in the Yakima Valley or, or, or around, uh, around town here. And, um, and that kind of spurred uh, greater interest in, in wine uh, just from that, uh, you know, those experiences. At the same time, a good friend of mine at the newspaper uh, named Eric Degerman, uh, who was a sports writer, he was kind of going down that same path. His, he got married. His folks had come to visit. He'd take them wine touring. And then uh, the funny thing was, was we'd be sitting around after uh, our shift waiting for the press to start, and we'd talk about wine. We'd talk about uh, wines we'd tasted or we'd talk about the latest issue of Wine Spectator or something like that. And, and uh, one day, Eric said, while we were having one of these chats waiting for the press to start, he said, you know, someone just needs to start a wine magazine for this area. And it really resonated with me. I went home and I thought about it. And the next day, I walked into the publisher's office. Uh, I said, I want to start a wine magazine. I want you to pay for it. <laughs> and uh, the the publisher is like, hey, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. And so nice. I became what what's, I guess, now known as an intrapreneur, uh, basically working as an entrepreneur within somebody else's company. And so we created a magazine called Wine Press Northwest, and I was the editor of that for 16 years. And then in uh, 2012, Eric and I decided that uh, there was an op- another opportunity for us. And so we... Um, we left the newspaper. I'd been there for 23-plus years, and Eric had been there for 25 years. And we created Great Northwest Wine, which is, in essence, uh, a media company. And uh, at the time, uh, there really were no full-time wine writers in in the Pacific Northwest. Um, Eric and I were doing it as you know, basically part of our job at the paper. But in addition to that, we were running the the uh, interactive media department and, um, uh, you know, doing different things that was, that were internet related as part of our job. So wine writing was not a full-time part of our job at that point. And it was kind of interesting. I was chatting with a friend of mine who's a, a wine writer in California and had been for many years. And I said, how many full-time wine writers are, are there in California? And he said, he thought about it. He said, well, it's probably, you know, 25. And you think about how large the, the California wine industry is. Yeah, it doesn't was, seem like a lot, right? It doesn't seem like a lot. And I thought, well, there's certainly room for at least a couple of guys to make a living uh, doing wine writing in the Pacific Northwest. And I define the Pacific Northwest as Washington, Oregon, British Columbia, and Idaho. So kind of that Cascadia uh, region, if you will. <clears throat> and that's how we define the Pacific Northwest. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll throw in uh, Western Montana uh, as well, basically anything west of the Continental Divide uh, down to the uh, Oregon border um, is kind of our definition of the Pacific Northwest. And so we uh, we spent basically nine months uh, defining what this business would be and what our revenue streams would be. Um, and uh, And we started the business on January 1st, 2013. And uh, have uh, had you know great success ever since. We've been uh, very pleased with with uh, what we've been able to achieve so far. And we're just uh, in our fourth year uh, as a as independent uh, wine journalists. 
Yep. Awesome, Andy. You're over the hump, it sounds like. And you and Eric, you had a ton of experience, but it still sounds like it was maybe a bit of a risk, but it looks like, again, looks like it's paid off. So again, congrats on that. So you are enjoying some success, but it likely wasn't always that way. Tell us what was your biggest challenge, Andy, in business or otherwise, but what really sticks out in your mind as your biggest challenge? And here we're looking for some of the actionable steps that you might have took to really embrace and overcome that challenge. Well, I, you know, uh, I think the biggest challenge was um, making sure that we could be six, set up for success in a way uh, that we didn't have to worry about certain things. And so fortunately, both of our wives uh, have have good jobs with good uh, health benefits and things like that, that, we, that, that took those concerns away and, and kind of tucked them in a corner. We didn't have to worry about uh, those kinds of details. That and sort of allows you to push all in, so to speak. Exactly. Right? I, I didn't have to worry about healthcare. Um, Eric, Eric didn't have to worry about healthcare. Uh, I, I call my wife, my sugar mama, because she has a really you know good <laughs> job and, uh, and, and, uh, allows me to, um, to really go all in on, uh, on this journey. And so it, it's, it's one of those things that I think people worry about going in is, you know, how do I deal with, with healthcare and how do I deal with, you know, paying the mortgage and things like that. And, um, uh, that, that just provided that, that comfort zone, if you will, to be able to, um, to be able to focus on the job at hand. Sure, Andy. And you're talking about it a bit already, but what are your rewards? Why is it so great to be Andy Purdue? Oh, well, uh, as I <laughs> tell people, I, my job is to uh, drink and play on the internet and, uh, and you know, if it's a really good day, I'm not wearing pants. So, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, I, as I mentioned, we have a, my wife and I have a 12 year old daughter and, and I'm not at the office all the time. Uh, I'm not missing family dinners. Uh, I'm, I'm here when she gets on the school bus and I'm here when she gets off the school bus and, and, uh, I'm a, I'm a better person because of that. And, uh, to me, that's the greatest reward is uh, to be a better uh, husband and a better, better dad. Awesome. I don't know if you're at the office or at home right now or at the home office, but uh, we're on audio only, so I don't know if you're camera ready and if you're actually wearing pants or not, Andy. So <laughs> maybe it is one of those great days, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, you're engaging your audience through your writing, but what other methods are you using to really expand your reach? And here I want you to help the aspiring entrepreneur understand some things about gaining some traction in a crowded and cluttered marketing and social media landscape. Yeah, you bet. So, uh, uh, fortunately for me, I'd been in the, uh, newspaper business for 25 years and, and really longer because I grew up around it. I mean, I, I'd, I'd go hang out with my dad at the, at the newsroom, wherever he worked. And, and I was around that environment my whole life. Um, and so I understood the power of, of the media. And, um, so one of the first things that Eric and I did when we launched our business was, we uh, also launched a, uh, a syndicated uh, weekly wine column that we provide to uh, uh, newspapers at no cost. And to us, that's, uh, you know, th th there are some arguments out in the freelance world and, and in the entrepreneurial world about getting paid for your work and the importance of that. But I think uh, in this case, um, uh, looking at that as a marketing cost 
was uh, was crucial. And so we write this column every week, and it's it's syndicated in 22 newspapers, All right. primarily in Washington as well as the, the largest newspaper in, in Idaho. And it gives us tremendous reach because it gives us important uh, backlinks from uh, high-ranking uh, uh, newspaper websites. Uh, it puts our our name out there every single week in 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 large and small newspapers across the Pacific Northwest, and uh, and that's been a, I think a key factor in uh, in kind of our rapid growth as uh, uh, putting ourselves in a position of being viewed as experts in this field. Uh, one of the other opportunities that came about very quickly. Um, and it's just one of those, you know, lucky things. I think uh, three months into our job, into our into our business, uh, th- I was given the opportunity to become the the wine writer for the Seattle Times, which is the largest newspaper in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, great! And uh, not only was that a, a freelance opportunity and a revenue uh, additional revenue stream, but it brought instant credibility to what Eric and I were trying to do. And so. Um, the fact that I can say that I'm the uh, the wine writer for the Seattle Times uh, brings a lot of cachet to what Eric and I are trying to accomplish, and we've seen uh, the needle move quite rapidly as a result of of that opportunity. And so, but I would not have been in the position to take advantage of that if I hadn't taken the leap of faith to actually leave the the newspaper, the comfort of the newspaper, and the comfort of the um, of that paycheck and the benefits that came with that, uh, and started my own business. So if I hadn't been in a position to take advantage of that, when the opportunity came up, I never would have, never would have gotten it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, Andy. And I just want to go back. I think it's really insightful. I love how you see your writing as a marketing cost rather than feeling entitled to get paid, even though you you might be getting paid, right? I think that's very insightful. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of, again, those freelance writers should, you know, maybe see things that way to some degree, right? Yeah, I think if you can, if you can look at it in a way that you can look at the cost benefit ratio, I guess, and say, okay, what do I gain from this by doing it this way? Um, and in, in our minds, the first thing we got was, was backlinks from newspapers. If you know anything about Google page rank, uh, you know, that's important to attach your, your backlinks to high ranking websites. And that's a little and, mystical for a lot of people, but yeah, we're learning slowly, I think in our small yeah. businesses. Yep. And, and the highest ranking, uh, websites on the internet are because of their trust factor are newspapers. And so, uh, you know, the Seattle Times has a page rank of eight out of ten, and there are very few uh, websites that have a page rank of ten. Um, and most of these newspaper websites that link back to us have page ranks of of six or higher. And um, there are a lot of arguments in the SEO world about how much does uh, page rank really matter anymore. Uh, but I can tell you that. Uh, uh, we rose very quickly in the uh, search engine uh, 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 returns um, uh, results uh, pages very very quickly as a result of that. I think so. Um, and and coming from the newspaper world, I understood the importance of of providing high quality journalistic content to these newspapers and how much they would appreciate what Eric and I were trying to accomplish uh, by coming, you know, we came at it from a journalistic standpoint. So they were, 
they were receiving very high quality content they could get nowhere else uh, except from people with a journalism background like us. And so, uh, and, and that really moved the needle for us quickly. I, I feel very, uh, uh, very, very good about that strategy. And so, you know, that, and I think that can be replicated by other entrepreneurs. You know, if you look at a newspaper, uh, whether it's a weekly or a daily, uh, and you see, you know, could there be a column on uh, a weekly column on pet care? Could there be a weekly column on, you know, you name it? There's, there is that opportunity if someone was, was able to provide high quality content to newspapers in their market uh, and then syndicate it. Basically, by syndication, I mean we, we provide it to several newspapers. In our case, it's 22 newspapers. And any, any newspaper that came along and said, we'd like your content as well, um, would would be able to join that just by becoming part of our distribution list. So uh, we kind of we've actually gotten leads on newspapers that have contacted the Washington State Wine Commission, uh, who uh, you know said, "Hey, we're looking for for anything about the wine industry because it's so interesting to our readers right now." And they would point them to us, and we would say, "Yeah, you know, here you go." And suddenly they're getting our content as well. So. Um, you know, it, it, it has worked very well for, for the newspapers that receive our content and it's worked very, very well for us. So great stuff. Yeah. That, that content is so important. And obviously those backlinks give you, like you said, that legitimacy, that credibility and that influence. And I want to talk about your influencers, Andy, do you have any particular influencers that you follow online or otherwise for your own motivation and inspiration? Well, there, uh, when I started this journey, I already knew quite a bit about uh, about the online side of things because my job at the, one of my jobs at the newspaper is running the interactive media department. So I knew about list building, I knew about email newsletters, uh, the importance of uh, of uh, search engine optimization, and some of those things. But but uh, and I knew there were things that I wanted to apply to our business when we started it. Um, that I'd learned through those years of doing that. So the very first thing I did was was uh, look at communities of like-minded entrepreneurs uh, who who wanted to, you know, were going in the same direction I was. And so the, uh, I came across um, uh, Corbett Barr quite early. It turns out he lives in Portland, so it's not very far from where I live, about three-hour drive. And he was just in the midst of starting this community called Fizzle. And uh, I was one of the first, I don't know, dozen or so people to join Fizzle uh, when he started it in in, in uh, mid-2012. And that's been extremely important because I've learned so much from that community, right down to um, you know what kind of software to use to launch our website and uh, what kind of software to use to launch a podcast and... Uh, I got in a mastermind group as a result of of Fizzle, and so that's been a that's been a very important uh, piece of the puzzle. Uh, and and to me, that's an investment, uh, you know, a monthly investment into uh, my business. And I think that's one thing we have to look at as as entrepreneurs is uh, I think sometimes we're afraid to invest any money in ourselves uh, uh, as, as far as training goes and. Um, I, 
I, I view that as just, you know, how, how do I strengthen myself? Uh, you know, it's a little bit like, you know, going to the gym, uh, you go to the gym, you, you, uh, you know, work out your muscles, you become stronger and you can do the same thing through, uh, you know, through paying for training. Um, and I think, uh, sometimes we're afraid to spend that $25, uh, $50 that we need to get, uh, a certain amount of, a certain kind of training. And, um, uh, I viewed it as a, as an investment in my future when I can learn something from somebody else who's already gone down that path. So whether it's an investment in time or it's an investment, in a little bit of money, it, it's almost always paid off. I've, I've re- very rarely, um, you know, purchased a, a course, a training course or something that I haven't gotten more than the more out of it in benefit than what I paid for it. Yeah, it's just so important. I think you're speaking to it just to surround ourselves with a powerful team, a powerful network, and just have those positive, like-minded people around us. Right, Andy? Exactly. That's exactly it. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to be shifting gears a little bit here towards the end. I want to ask you this. Do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Uh, I love to win. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, and I think that comes with being a newspaper person. Um, you want to get the uh, story before anybody else, whether it's the, <laughs> the local newspaper, the other local newspaper or the TV the scoop, station. right? Exactly. You want the scoop. And, uh, um, yeah, I love to win and I love to have the story first. And I love to have people talking about the fact that, that I had the story first. Yep, and obviously I think there's a lot of parallels, uh, not just with newspapers, but everything else in your life too. So, Now, yeah. Andy, uh, give us something actionable. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? Besides a glass of uh, Riesling? <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> um, oh, I, what do I do to wind down? I, I uh, uh, Sometimes I like to relax uh, with, my, uh, with my family and, and – uh, and I have the opportunity to do that now. You know, before I was at the office pretty late in the evening, and and now uh, uh, you know now it's it's opportunity to spend time with the most important people in my life, and that's pretty relaxing. Good stuff, creating that freedom lifestyle for yourself. Awesome. Now, boil this thing down for us, Andy. What is the one thing you want to leave with our listeners about following their passion, just diving in and succeeding as an entrepreneur like you have? Well, I think it's important to outline. Uh, what your revenue streams can be. And uh, uh, because if you don't have revenue, you don't have much of a business. And uh, uh, Eric and I identified five different revenue streams that we could uh, benefit from. And I think what's interesting was we came from a newspaper background. And if you think about what, what is a newspaper's revenue streams, there's, there's two of them. There's circulation. We, you know, people paying to have the newspaper delivered to their house. And the other is advertising. And um, we decided to think outside the box a little bit about how could we produce revenue streams? How could we find revenue streams that are outside of the typical media company? And so, you know, we, we discovered, you know, three or four different ways to do that um, that still had integrity and still lived up to our, uh, uh, our values as journalists. Um, and, and, and so it's sometimes it's a matter of thinking outside the box a little bit and thinking about those revenue streams in a little different way. And I think that's, you know, probably a lesson for the, the newspaper industry as well, because 
anybody who who's paid any attention to to media the last few years knows that uh, that's an industry that's been struggling the last few years, and I think it's struggled because of the inability to um, to think that way and think in new directions and uh, and explore new opportunities. And I'll give you one example. Um, I think the uh, um, the the CPM or cost per thousand on uh, uh, podcasting advertising right now is about I think it's about seventy or eighty dollars per thousand impressions. You know, someone who has uh, who can who can get a podcast following of of ten thousand downloads a week, uh, you know, can can make a decent little amount of money there. Um, and so, uh, so how do you find your niche in podcasting? Where you could actually find uh, ten thousand people to download and listen to your podcast each week, uh, you know, there's an opportunity. Uh, in our case, we found an opportunity with uh, wine competitions, and so we actually run several wine competitions uh, each year. And uh, some of them are large, and some of them are small, and some of them are kind of in between. And uh, that's a pretty good revenue stream for us. Um, and you know we are able to do something that not only produces revenue, but actually produces content as well, because uh, we, we get uh, wine reviews out of these competitions that we run, and then we turn around and, and publish those in many different ways. And so we, we've been able to find a path that provides some revenue and some content, which I think is the best of all worlds. Yeah, you know, it's so important, I think, to have a multi-pronged approach. Like you said, you have a diverse uh, set of revenue streams rather than just being reliant on just the advertising like a newspaper would be, for instance. That advertising dries up. What are you going to do, right? Exactly. That's exactly it. In fact, we one of our uh, five original revenue streams was not advertising. Uh, we didn't have advertising in the mix, and we weren't going to do advertising until – We'd been, we'd, I think we were like two weeks into our business and we had a, a resort hotel in Oregon approach us and say we want to advertise. And we said, well, we don't have an advertising model. And the guy says, you don't understand. I'm going to pay you $300 a month to advertise on your website. You're going to figure out a way to, to take my money. <laughs> and we said, okay, we're in the advertising business. And so we came, <laughs> we came up with a model and, and uh, uh, anybody can advertise on our website. It turns out we have a very high-end audience. Some, uh, our audience who visits our website tends to make six figures, tends to enjoy a, uh, uh, a, a very uh, nice lifestyle, um, you know, tends to enjoy cruises and, and uh, uh, things like that that, that uh, come to people with, with uh, a little easier who have a lot of money. And, uh, and it turns out that uh, people who advertise on our website want to reach that audience. That's the whole purpose. And uh, we don't make it easy for people to advertise on our website. We we, we charge a fairly high CPM uh, compared with newspapers. Um, and uh, you really want to have to advertise on our site to, to be able to. And so uh, uh, as a result, we ended up with, with a number of good advertisers who've, who've been with us for the long haul. And uh, we make a decent little amount of revenue uh, off of the uh, advertising on our site. So it's kind of funny how things come around to if you build an audience uh you know people who want to advertise that audience will follow so 
Absolutely. And those people likely enjoy a good glass of wine too. Andy, if people yes, want to do. learn more about that wine in the great Northwest, uh, more about you, more about your business, how can they connect? Well, uh, go to uh, greatnorthwestwine.com. That's our, our main website. And uh, we, um, th- this is kind of the crazy part of our business. Eric and I are both journalists and we're used to daily deadlines and we publish four times a day to our website. So we publish a main, a main story and then three, three wine reviews every day. And so we, we kind of feed the beast just like we did at the newspaper industry. We, we just, uh, passed our five, 5, 000, uh, story that we've published to the website since we started in, in uh, early 2013. And, uh, it's a little crazy at times, um, you know, producing content to feed the beast but that's paid off for us as well because now you know we have people come to our website every single day because they know there's going to be something fresh on there every morning at you know five thirty in the morning when we publish, and uh, and it's a little bit like the newspaper where you know they expect it on their doorstep they expect to learn something from what's in the pages of it uh, or or from their you know the homepage of their website we've taken that same uh, journalistic approach where it's it's constant uh, uh, content. It's always fresh. It's always new. It's always relevant to our audience, and it is rel- we, we are relentless in our our publishing schedule. We actually have an intern um, uh, this fall, and she writes a couple stories a week for us, and uh, which has taken a little bit of pressure off of us. Um, but it's, I mean, we've actually reached that point where we have an intern, which cracks me up so um and, and we're looking at you know maybe doing a regular internship program with one of the journalism schools here in the northwest so we're we're kind of it, it's really kind of an evolving thing and it's it's been kind of fascinating to to observe uh how this has has taken place and how uh we have um you know turned this into a really uh um important media company if you will so awesome Andy and yeah I love it you talked about that relentless consistency love it man and I urge everybody to check out greatnorthwestwine.com for some of that content from Andy Purdue thank you for joining me today on Bidzy Small Business Society this has been great you take care all right thank you looking for more great audio content go to audibletrial.com forward slash bidzy for a free audiobook download and access to a library of over 180,000 titles again that's audibletrial.com forward slash bidzy thank you for joining us today on bidzy small business society go to bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.